What's up everyone? Today we are talking about flexibility. This is without a doubt one of the hottest topics that people come to us for. We uh, didn't intend to become the flexibility guys, but that's who people call us. And we are gonna be talking about the science of stretching today. What's up everybody? It's Tuesday here in Sydney, Australia. I'm graced by the presence of Phil White and my brother Rad Bormeister and Richie behind the mic. Together we are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. We're passionate about turning driven people into athletes. If you want to know our biggest lessons in our training and our coaching, Download our blueprints. They're everywhere. Website in the description of the video and the description of the podcast. Big shout out to everyone on the podcast. Big shout out to everyone watching the replay on YouTube. And the biggest shout out to those joining us from the Movement Mastermind. If you haven't subscribed, get over there and join the group. All are welcome. How are we, boys? Great. Yeah, good. Though if I am like winking at people today, it's because I do have sand in my eye. So it's not just trying <laughs> to be flirty here on a Tuesday was, morning. I, uh, I was the only one with nah, weird stuffed nah. eyes. Beach volleyball is a great sport, but it also means that I just eat sand constantly. And today my eye has eaten sand. So, good uh, stuff. Struggling. <laughs> good stuff. In the Especially event, under the bright studio lights. In the event that uh, we don't get another opportunity because we all like to talk underwater here on the show, how are you, Richie? I'm very good. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> He's there. He's there. <laughs> we haven't made him up. He's not imaginary. Uh, Rad? Yeah, yeah. Good. Ready for, uh, ready for this topic. It's a. It's a big one. It's a um, you know something that people people ask us a lot about, and um, you know I think one of the you know the the thing that we try to hammer home a lot with this is uh, the big mistake that people are making, which is that they think that stretching is a cure all and it's a magic bullet for for injuries and it's going to solve all of your problems and and it's not that's not how it is like um you know phil gets this a lot where people say oh i've, I've got pain here i think i just need to stretch it out a little bit more and um it's it's rarely the solution for an injury and, and we want to talk uh yeah we want to talk about the the science of stretching yeah and i think so there's a question that's come through on the face uh the ums movement mastermind group which hopefully everyone who's listening to is a definitely a member of and it's come from jesse hogavine and um she's talked about how she's I uh, got really into flexibility training over the last six months and has been working with lots and lots of different coaches, got really into researching lots of different types of do, um, ways of doing things. So she's gone from uh, passive stretching to PNF, load mobility and, and videos from people who are uh, very much into their yin yoga and, and breath work. And so she's saying, since getting to know the guys from Uni Gym, I've learned a lot uh, and made progress. I do the splits workout two to three days a week and I stretch a total of six days. I seem to be getting better except my splits. My side muscles are always so tight and almost painful. Um, so it should be ringing alarm bells. Um, I don't know what I should focus on. Chiropractor, less, more stretching. Uh, what kind of stretching, maybe pushing less. The vi um, and then she has, talks about the video that she's uploaded. Uh, anyone here to help an, in brackets, inpatient girl out. So I think it's just a perfect sort of um, example of someone who, um, yeah, has kind of, you know, gone down the stretching rabbit hole and then started to realize that, um, you know, flexibility isn't always as simple as just pushing yourself until Linear everything pathway. opens up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great um, example of uh, why, why we need to understand the science of stretching. You know, um, the, 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 
the notion that stretching is about just elongating muscles as though there are some sort of play doh or plasticine i love that analogy that you spoke about in a previous series uh <laughs> is not right and it it's uh one of the reasons why we tend to not get flexible because the very nature of overstretching stifles progress you know the concept of pushing harder which we all want to do everyone anyone who's serious about their training uh, usually yields a good result if they push a little harder, push a little harder, push a little harder, and it, it, it tends to work quite well with strength training, you yeah. know, especially someone like Jesse who's got a background in strength training. Um, but in, in, in flexibility training, it's actually quite detrimental if you can continually push harder, especially if and you've sort of... And it's coming it. up here where she's talking about doing all this front splits work, and she's saying here my psoas muscles, for those playing at home who aren't, uh, into their anatomy, the psoas is one of uh, it's your biggest hip flexor, um, and she's saying it's it's always so tight it's almost painful. And she's asking, you know, is it chiropractic the answer, or is less, or even more stretching the answer? And so I think this perfectly comes to what Rad was talking about, where you know it, it, the when when people sort of feel that tightness and and, and pain, the 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 mind jump goes to ah, oh, just it's just stretch it out even more, make it even mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, longer, and um, you know. And that's just not the case. So we'll get into this chat to really try and help Jesse out, and I'm sure help um, you know really ram home this stuff into you guys because it seems like our flexibility topics are always the most popular. So yep. this is a great time to get some um, some questions in if you are watching the live stream. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to yeah. Look, well, the first thing that I'm going to say, Jesse, is the. One of the first things to look at with stretching that made the biggest breakthrough for me was the understanding of the dosage and the that most people, and I would dare say this is you by the sounds of your post and, and the enthusiasm that you have and that you're doing it six days, it's more likely that you're doing too much, not the other way around. Um, flexibility training and stretching is a load on the body, just like what weightlifting is, and you need to recover from it. So. Um, that's the first thing that I'll say. The second thing that I'd say is you need to learn to understand the difference between flexibility training and mobility training. Flexibility training is something that is done at a higher intensity and you only ever do on one muscle group um, one, maybe two times a week and it is done in a way where you need to recover from it whereas mobility training is much more gentle. It's just about taking the joints through their full range of motion and it's very effective to do daily. And... Um, yeah, I think those are the two the, the two big things that I would say. Let, let's just take a, um, a, a back step, rewind a tiny bit. I agree 100% with you. It's, it sounds like the dosage is probably an issue here. Uh, she's Just to clarify, she says she's doing that splits workout around two to three times a week, and in total she's stretching six days. So I'm assuming that she's um, mixing it up and hitting different areas of the body. And I'd love to know if Jessie's on the stream or if uh, she watches this, uh, throw into the comments... Uh, which program are you doing one of our specific programs she hasn't um, been specific on that uh, she says she is learning from us and she's doing a flexibility program um, but yeah look first and foremost the big thing that stands out to me here is that I she's, don't think she's doing a flexibility program I think she's following YouTube videos okay um, the other, the, the, okay, so that's the, that's the first thing I'd like to get a bit of clarity on, and that's really important for us so we know exactly what you are doing, Ir irrespective of whether it's one of our programs or not. Don't ever be afraid to put up what you're doing if you're working with someone else. Uh, but she also has highlighted there that she's been getting into flexibility training exactly six months ago, okay? 
And this is where we need to really, this is where I want to go with today's show, because the, the science of flexibility, the adaptation process that's occurring in flexibility training is not something that happens linearly like strength training. It's a very uh, much one step, uh, you know, two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. First and foremost, to discover your um your, you know, to build your load tolerance, just like strength training, you've got to build your load tolerance to stretching up. And in doing that, you're going to, by nature, push too hard and, and take steps in the wrong direction. And it happens through trial and error. There's, there's no real way around that, you know, unless you're there full time being coached by someone and they're watching what's going on and looking at the grimaces on your face and things like that to gauge whether you're, you're pushing too hard or not. But you know, to give you an example, I came in on Saturday and did my best flexibility training session all year, and I hadn't done much stretching for a long time. You know, I took a bit of time away from it, and I focused on building strength, and then went and did a proper flexibility training session, and uh, and I benchmarked my flexibility far better than I have seen. I mean, you've seen those photos. I have never been that flexible before. Yeah, and if you sure. consider the style of training I've been doing for the last couple of months, it's maximal strength all maximal strength training, you know, working on overcoming a few issues in the body. I'd, I hurt my bicep, hurt my elbow. So building up um, tissue tolerances in my arm again and doing all sorts of stuff like that. And um, yeah, you know, so that gives you an example of like flexibility training. It's not a linear pathway and as, as motivated as, as someone like Jesse is, and we all are when we diet, when we run into something, we have to embrace this concept that it is about the brain adapting. It is not about the muscles elongating. Yeah. And, and if you've been into strength training all your life and you have sort of neglected flexibility training, then there's all these different adaptations that need to occur. First and foremost, you need to build the tissue tolerances in, 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 in stretching and flexibility, just like you do with strength training. And then your body has to really adapt to the concept of being in those end ranges and loading those end ranges. And that can take quite a lot of time. You're convincing a brain that is really protective of your body, you know? And that's one thing that really stands out to me about your strength training over the last couple of months, although you haven't been doing much, you know, targeted sort of flexibility mobility work, all of your maximal strength training has been like, you know, absolute sort of, full range. you know, full range squats doing, you know, heavy uh, Jeffersons and, you know, really sort of pushing the range side of things. And I think it's a good example of like the results you've got with your flexibility just on the weekend is, is you know, your body is kind of getting very strong and being in, in sort of like, full range so that's a yeah a absolutely absolutely and so i think for me what really stands out with jesse is like she's talking about how she really wants to do the front splits and i think you know we if you look back to our first eight episodes of the that's on the podcast stream ever it's all about like choosing your goals and being kind of clear about what you're really after here because you know um you know splits is such a, a a cool thing to learn but like at are you what's your kind of main goal like you're, you're starting you know you're finding your you're really hurting your the, the front of your hips and and i wonder if like your your goal is is just very much flexibility based is it all around uh you know healthy body based is it getting a, a body that feels good and i think really thinking about that and 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 being informed about that because if it is just a splits goal in you know six months and, and a year two years like what what will keep you um active and, and, and training so i think it's just a because it sounds, you know, it's kind of, we've all been there where you, you, you get really obsessed with one thing, you research it, 
like crazy you follow everyone and then you do that really hardcore for a while and then it kind of fades away so i think um to start off with that would be where it also just be putting a bit of attention and, and thought there's some actually i've gone down into the comments on this post have you done that rad yep there's some actually some really good context here especially in response to blakely hernage's um and after reading this i 100 percent am convinced that you nailed it on the head just before with the dosage you know, Blakely said here, do you ever deload, uh, question mark, when's the last time you mixed things up and did a different workout? Have you got the latest flexibility masterclass? And then Jessie has responded by saying deload as in rest days. So she's obviously got no idea of the concept of periodization yep. in programming. And, and that's not a stab at you, Jesse. That's not, you, 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 you would be expected to not know that unless you've followed a proper program that follows scientific strength and conditioning principles. Uh, and then she says, I do different workouts almost every time and almost mix things up too much, I think. It is, which is definitely a possibility, you know, if you're, if you're not following a structure and periodizing that structure to give your body enough time to adapt to those specific movements before you change them, then you're going to be stifling your progress. It is, however, mainly focused on hamstring and hip flexibility. So although she's saying she does splits uh, three mm. days a week, but she's stretching six days a week, she's kind of saying here that she's doing the same, attacking the same muscles almost every day. And she says she ends up in the actual split position, which always is so uncomfortable, which is absolutely gonna be the case because she's not capitalizing on one of the most primary strength and conditioning principles, which is a, a principle called supercompensation, which is learning to stimulate at the right peak of adaptation so that you're allowing enough recovery and the body has time to actually utilize the stimulus that you're giving it. So when you stretch, the, the, the result comes after the stretching session. You know, you might get into that position. You've, you're forcing your body to go into positions, build to tissue tolerances, all this sort of stuff. And, but, but the actual long-term result doesn't come uh, until the days after as your body's recovering from that bout of stimulus. And if you're attacking it again too early, then you can really, really do yourself uh, a lot of harm instead of good, you know. Uh, and then she goes on to say she just didn't buy the pro a program yet. She, she was hoping to manage with researching videos available on YouTube. Now, that is like I strongly urge people to do that before they dive into the process of paying people money because there is a lot that you can exhaust <coughs> just by following people on YouTube. But I guarantee you no professional will ever give away a fully structured periodized program f free on YouTube. That's what people pay money for, you know, and that at that point, like it's nice to s sort of learn concepts by following people's work on YouTube. But, you know, at the point when you really want to go all in like this and you're going to give it your all. Yeah, you have to kind of uh, um, step up and 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 get a proper program, you know. Uh, so I think there's yeah, there's a lot in here for everybody. Uh, this is a, a fantastic um discussion i think that a lot of people can get value out of you know Definitely. you're making the exact same mistake that i made in my first six months of stretching when i my goal was the middle splits and i was just con i was doing the middle splits five days a week and um just getting nowhere with it um getting frustrated getting uh and then what i started to do was trying to force it and then i started tearing muscles and then not being able to stretch for anywhere from two weeks to six weeks because I'd, you know, I'd liter literally forced myself to go deeper. 
Um, Mate, we did, we did this, we made this mistake for years. Yeah. Like even just the, the concept of you go to do a workshop with an industry leader, you know, someone like Edo, and you get a little taste, a little sample of what, how they work. And then you go and deploy that in your training for, t for a year. Yep. And when it stops working, you think, oh, well, I'm just going to do more of it and yep. push harder, you know, and it's this, it's this, it's sort of the same as watching YouTube videos and getting concepts, you're getting little tasters, but then you go and work with a professional coach mm -hmm. and you have a, a, a system laid out in front of you that's periodized and updated regularly. And all of a sudden it starts to come together, you know? Yep. Um, I think Aiden's got a great question here about ankle flexibility and, and getting a deeper squat. And I think it could be a really good one for, um, you know, Rad is the, the, the king of the very deep squat and would probably be a good one to kind of explain some of the, you know, science around the actual lengthening of muscles with this one. So his question is, curious about ankle flexibility to get a deeper squat. It seems that people get the best results by practicing load squats while pushing knees over toes. Why is that? Well, Phil, I reckon you're going to be able to give a better uh, a scientific okay. explanation, but I'll tell you my two cents on it. I mean, stretching to create a greater range of motion, you have to pull yourself into a greater range of motion than, than, than what you naturally do. So you, you, won't, um, you won't increase your range of motion if all you keep doing is working the range of motion that you've already got. You, you, you do need to test those limits. It's like strength training, you know, you, if you want to get stronger, you've got to lift more weight. So the same thing happens with flexibility. And I think my take on it is that the ankles are a really hard thing to get around and, and grab and pull into a deeper range of motion. And by having an extra, an added load that helps get you into it, um, I think that that really helps. And so the, the big ones that, that, are, that have worked for me um, is a, a Cossack squat is brilliant for developing ankle flexibility. Um, because it allows you to, to focus your weight and load over one leg as you go down. Um, so I think that's a really good way to do it. Another one is the, you know, where you, you just do the, the calf stretch up against the wall because you can control the load. Um, but when you're talking about going deeper into a squat and people using uh, practicing loaded squats, yeah, loaded squats are really good for the ankles. If you, can, if you choose a load that is light enough that you can go down and just spend some time in the squat, um, you know, so you can do pause reps if you want to do it like that, or an exercise that we use, which works really well, is where you lift, you, you deadlift the bar up and then you squat down so the bar's actually sitting on your thighs just above your kneecap and that just pulls you down deep into the squat. I'm trying to figure out whether that's what he's referring to here or whether he's referring to a ba like a back squat. But even both, we use both of yeah, them, you know, and, it, and, it, and we, don't, we don't actually really put any of those in any of our programs because it's kind of like just a little it's a case just, by case it's basis. a case by case but thing th yeah. this is a really good example of the concept of um the science behind stretching and how it's so much driven by the brain if you think about it logically the ankle is has to be one of the most robust joints in the human body because it's at the end of the chain and it's taking all of the weight of the body. Yeah. So by nature, the brain and the muscle systems, the, 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 the calves are very, very de like um, uh, dense, uh, what do you call it? Um, They're multi-pinnate mu muscles, so they have lots of fibers lots going of in different. different fibers in different directions, you know? And sorry, mate. I, and, um, and so you, by nature, this joint is, is it, it takes a lot to move it. You know, and that's why to, to answer the question really, really simply, that's why loaded stretching, loaded calf stretching is the only, as far as I'm concerned, it's the only real way to increase ankle mobility. 
it, they just don't go any other way. You know, yeah. I, I, I've spoken to uh, Charles Poliquin went deep into this, Tony Bataji, they all say the same thing. The calf is, is a, in, in, and the ankle by nature is an incredible joint because it's so versatile and mobile, but it also has to bear the entire weight of the human body times 20 because we don't just stand up, we jump around, yeah. we're running, we're doing all these amazing things. So the brain is geared to hold that joint stable, you know, and it's, it's not just one joint, it's two joints. You've got the telecruel joint and the um, talus joint. Subtel. Subtel yeah. joint. Uh, and uh, so it's got, it's got insane mobility, you know. Yeah. But so the telecruel being the one at the top, which is basically kind of like a, a hinge, and then you've got the one underneath that does the um, pronation and, and supination. So, yeah, it's a fascinating joint where you've got the, also you've got the Achilles, which is the, you know, thickest tendon you can like so when you pinch the back of your ankle there it's that whole big fat um tendon most tendons you can't even see them kind of attaching into your body whereas this one is a, a really big strong stiff tendon and a stiff tendon is actually a really quite effective one so a lot of people sort of think like oh i just need to really really like lengthen that out but say if your sport is running or like especially with sprinting the stretch shortening cycle so basically the ability to like get a rebound effect off um you know like elastic band effect off your achilles is really effective for producing force very quickly so a lot of athletes kind of think like oh you know my calves tight i really need to get like really really good um cut because they get tight sore calves from um, going for a run or um, you know, playing their sport and they think, oh, I've just got to stretch it, I've just got to stretch it. But having a, a, a stiff tendon is really useful in, in some um, situations like <coughs> where you have to be very quick. So um, that that sore calf is actually coming from um, what we were talking about at the beginning where, and people think like, oh, it's painful, therefore I need to stretch when really, no, it's you've got to get your loading right and you've got to get, mm. you know, your running technique mm. right. So just be really clear with like, you know, if you're looking for a deep squat, then uh, ankle mobility is, is obviously really important. But if you are, if your goals are more around your, like fast sprinting, maybe think like that, uh, you know, the like heavy sort of strengthening and keeping that um, Achilles really uh, stiff and good at producing force is, is a better way to go. That's yeah, for sure. Inside. But let's get getting back to Aiden's um, question. Um, so for those of you that do want to increase ankle flexibility, um, you know, what Yanni said is is really true. The um, you, you need to understand, and this relates back to so whose question we were answering before, Jesse. Um, Jesse, to your question, you cannot force flexibility and I feel like that's what you're trying to do. I feel like you're getting frustrated and you're trying to force it and it's going to be a really, really, really unsatisfying experience for you if you continue down this journey. You need to understand that flexibility comes over time and the reason why it does is because it is so much and if you're experiencing pain in your hip flexors this is not i'm, I'm not, not only am i not a physio this is not medical advice this is my two cents but i would dare say that what you are experiencing is overuse you are hitting it too hard too many times and it needs to recover yeah um stretching is a load yeah stretching is a load and by continuing to pull it into that position like i think the best thing that you can do for your flexibility right now is to do a week maybe even two weeks where you don't do any stretching yeah. at all where you literally just do some gentle mobility training um like what we do in the you know the 18 minute mobility routine or and if you don't um, have access to that go to our youtube channel and google any of our warm-ups just look at what we do in our warm-ups but the goal is not to increase your flexibility when you do that. Yeah. So, and then, so what you need to understand is one, once you've done this rest period and allowed your body to recover, 
Um, and you may need more than that. I, that that's, I'm just saying as a bare minimum, that's what I would do. If yeah. you came to me and paid me for a one-on-one -on -one session and said, what should I do to get more flexible? That's the first thing I'd tell you to do. And it looks like Yanni and Phil are agreeing with me. Um, and then the next thing you need to do is to understand the role of the brain and the central nervous system when you're trying to gain flexibility. And that is like when you stretch, you are not really trying to strengthen, uh, str trying to lengthen the muscles. The muscles are already very elastic. What you're doing is trying to remove or delay the brain's inhibitors, which is the response that it has to the stretch shortening cycle, which causes it to tense the muscles. So this is the brain and the nervous system that are tensing the muscle as a protection mechanism. And you're over time, you're teaching the brain and you're teaching the central nervous system that it's actually okay to go here and then it it kicks in that um that response later yeah. yeah and i think the loaded squats is a great example of this working in the ankle so basically it's you know a way of you're, you're building up all this this great strength there because obviously you're going to get some stretch from the loaded squat but you're also going to be doing some activation and when you're um, coming back out of the squat it, it's basically like Beautiful. heavily eccentrically loading uh doing a strong hold and then you're also getting concentric strength there as well so um that's a really nice example of how um and also it, it's because remember, part of it is this subconscious brain stuff, but part of it is conscious brain as well. Like it, your thoughts really impact this. So if you're like the classic one is people in Jefferson curls, people who are really rigid and don't want to be in a bent over like um, mm -hmm. lumbar flexion position, once they start mm -hmm. to have their like that subconscious trust of being stronger there, and then they start to believe that, hey, I'm actually safe and in control, then that has a massive impact on that um, brain being able to allow you into those positions. So. Uh, definitely remember that, that both these kind of parts are in play. Absolutely. Now, the, very quickly. Just quickly, so on the RADS thing about taking two weeks off training and mobility, or just the, sorry, hardcore <coughs> flexibility training, um, mobility is definitely important. I think, you know, try and get some strengthening in those two weeks. Yeah, that's just one For sure. Yeah, remember that, um, you know, what, what you just said before there as well, Phil, highlights something that we have written on the, on the wall here. Um, you know, true flexibility can't be achieved in the absence of strength. It, it really can't. It's they're, they're one and the same. And this is where this is where we've had the biggest breakthroughs and why our flexibility masterclass program has been so successful is that it teaches people to strengthen their range, not just this concept of that you, you just have to try and create a new range. And you'll, you'll never get great, like what you talked about yet, um, earlier in the show, Yanni, is a perfect example because I actually did the same thing yesterday. I haven't done much stretching for the last month or so, mostly because of this you know, niggling shoulder injury that I've got and I've just been focusing on strength training. And I went in and did a flexibility session yesterday and killed it. I, I went, you know, really folded forward really far. My hamstrings just, you know, gave way nicely because the, you know, the, the strength and the range has been created and it allows your body to just access it so much easier. Yeah. And the further you get down this flexibility journey, the less stretching you actually do to maintain really good flexibility. You, you yeah. just do full range of motion strength training and you do mobility training and um, it, it works really well. Yeah, 100%. So the key takeaway, guys, you need to understand from this show because we're going to do a whole series this week on flexibility training and we're going to cover all aspects of it uh, because this is a great discussion and it's, we've always got new people coming into this group who are going to learn from this stuff. Uh, the key takeaway I want you all to understand is that flexibility is not an adaptation that's occurring in the muscle. It's an adaptation that's primarily occurring in the central nervous system and the nerves that control that muscle. 
or inhibit that muscle's movement. Uh, when you stretch, your muscles are sending signals back to the brain that is saying, hey, we're getting close to the end range that we're used to operating in. You need to contract and prevent us going further because we're unstable and we're unsure we can hold ourselves upright in this end range. Now, if you stretch too far and you cause yourself discomfort or you cause yourself, because as Phil keeps reinforcing, stretch is a load and you cause yourself, you overload or mismanage the load to that tendon, then you stifle that entire process. The process, the brain's in, in inhibition to your movement is gonna occur earlier to prevent you from doing that again. So the very notion of stretching harder and more often is completely incorrect. It's the, the, the you're gonna get the exact opposite result. So the best opportunity for someone like Jesse here is actually to back off the amount of stretching she's doing on these specific muscles. The reason why we love our uh, UMS Flexibility Masterclass is because it is training a variety of different movements at the same time. So although you can stretch every day, you're not stretch very carefully designed to not stretch the same tendons over and over again with excessive load. It's about managing the load. Uh, the second key takeaway is what Phil has spoken about, which is that stretching is a load to the muscles, to the tendons, to the connective tissues, just like strength training. Yeah, and this is where the training age uh, concept that we talk about uh, a lot comes in. So the longer you've been doing this, you're going to have a bit more leeway with, um, with all, with with stretching. So it sounds like, but in, it's been really the last six months that you've gone very much into this. So this is still a relatively new, um, you know, thing for your body to be dealing with. So as you um, get on, like to you know, Rad's level where he's been doing it for quite a few years now, um, he'll have a bit more leeway with his load management. So he can probably um, do a few harder sessions if he went and did like a, I don't know. Um, Joachim Hildeson workshop and really busted out for a few days in a row then uh, like he'd probably adapt better than it, say if I who you know I don't do a whole lot of flexibility training if I went and tried to do that I'd, I'd wreck myself so do keep in mind that training age concept that we talk about a lot. 100% now I want to do a quick shout out because we do have group royalty on the stream this morning and it's a rare occasion because he's uh, in the UK what are you doing up Tom Wood you, yeah, 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 you should be asleep <laughs> can I, I just want to say as well Tom you asked before, can you get our merchandise? And we had changed ours. Uh, we were going through a process of changing our supplier because we weren't happy with the quality. Uh, it's now up and running. So you can go to unitygymmerch.com and you can get yourself one of these kick-ass shut up and do some bloody burpees shirts. Or, or one of these kick-ass system shirts. But, um, and, and very, <laughs> and very uh, uh, proudly, the, the merch is now being produced in Europe, in France. So yep. we'll ha you'll have a smaller uh, carbon footprint if you're ordering it from Europe. That's right. <laughs> and it'll probably get to you a lot quicker than a it gets to A lot quicker than it gets to um, us. That's so go right. check it out, buddy. Uh, and anybody else that wants to wear some Unity Gym swag. Um, cool. Good topic. Looking forward yeah, to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to and tomorrow as well. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, uh, Derek and Aiden, um, and Lee Clements Lee and, and Vinny as well. Absolutely. All right, guys. Much love to you all. Uh, get your questions in, especially around flexibility training this week. We're going to go deep on this. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the concept of delating from stretching. And we did talk about it a little bit today because it was so poignant to the discussion. But we're going to go deep on exactly how to apply a deload period for flexibility training tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we're going to bring this in um, so that you guys really get a good understanding of how to apply these principles, not just about uh, what they are. We'll see you tomorrow. Ciao.
health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there, it's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.